This is Fundraising Radio. This is our second educational episode. Today, we're going to have Yuli Shin as a guest speaker, and she will give us a precise step-by-step guide on making sales through LinkedIn. We're going to focus on B2B sales. So, Yuli, let's get started by you giving us some background on yourself and on the company you're working on right now. Mm-hmm. All right, let me get, just give you a very quick brief about myself. Um, I have uh, experience in sales uh, about uh, more than seven years and uh, I started uh, to work in Kyiv and then I uh, moved outside to live abroad um, uh, in 2012. Uh, first contract I had in China and I was working for the event company. Uh, so I started to do B2B sales uh, since that time. Um, and uh, after that, uh, after my contract in China, uh, I got a job in UAE and moved to UAE. So I'm in UAE in Dubai from 2014. Uh, right now I'm working in an IT company and we are doing the um, outsource development, customized development. And uh, at the same time, in parallel, I have my own recruitment company. Uh, we are specialized in search and selection of personal staff for IT companies. Mainly, uh, we provide the search and selection of uh, programmers from Eastern Europe. Um, this is Ukraine, Russia, Belarus. And uh, I have a, um, a partner, business partner who lives in Kiev, and uh, we are managing the team uh, together with him remotely and uh, uh, here in Dubai full-time at the same time I'm working for IT company so I'm working with B2B and I also had experience with B2G uh, meaning business to government so um, yeah maybe today we're gonna this time. right today we're gonna focus on B2B not B2G so uh, mm-hmm. let's get started by the most essential and the first thing that you need to do deciding what's your target audience is how do you do this? How do you identify? Like, what sort of tests do you run before you start? Is that mm-hmm. right? Uh, correct. Uh, so, first of all, you. Um, well, I'm doing. Uh, I will uh, speak. I, I will tell um, uh, from my experience about how I'm doing and how I'm thinking and how do I succeed in, in sales this way. So, uh, first of all, I sit down and uh, uh, I study the market. I see what are the trends. I start from there. Uh, secondly, I analyze uh, uh, what are my previous experience, for example, from my previous network. So um, then I analyze and pick uh, up to five sectors that I will be targeting. So not to target just everyone, because there are so many different type of businesses outside. So I'm selecting up to five sectors that I will be targeting. And uh, I analyze uh, what size of the companies I will be targeting. So even if it is a, uh, if I am targeting only small companies, only big companies, so everyone is uh, matters. Uh, once I pick uh, the uh, up to five sectors, uh, I need to analyze who would be a decision maker in each uh, type of the sector. Because in each uh, type of the sector, there are different types of um, positions that are driving the business. For example, um, as I have a lot, quite a lot of experience with uh, hospitality, and depends on what you're selling, of course, what type of products. So either you have to approach the general manager, or sometimes it would be an F&B director, sometimes it would be the chef even and uh, sometimes it would be the marketing uh, person so once you un- uh, understand who is decision maker you start to target one by one got it so next step would be fixing your profile on linkedin how do you do that what's the first thing that you should fix 
Correct. Uh, so um, from my own experience, but I do believe that everyone has own success formula. So it, it doesn't work really um, the same way for everyone. I do believe because we are all different and every salesperson would have own style. I would have a more casual style of approaching customers. Um, I do believe like when you uh, bring a positive side and you're starting opening the conversation, like a casual conversation with a customer, I do have a better results and outcome and better trust from the customer. So what I do first, uh, first of all, uh, um, when you look at the profile on LinkedIn, you need to understand that you are selling the company. So uh, when you are a company and of course your, uh, yourself. So first of all, you need to um, uh, choose your picture on the profile. It, uh, to me, like and my other colleagues in sales as well, uh, in fact, it doesn't work when you have like very, very strict and professional photo on LinkedIn. Uh, you need to choose something casual, but not too much casual, like not a <laughs> selfie from the uh, toilet in the bar or with your girlfriend or something like that. Not, not too much, not to go too crazy. Um, just to have like a normal casual photo and especially smiling. Smile is a, is a key, I do believe. Uh, secondly, there is a, an option uh, on LinkedIn profile uh, to put a banner, a background. Normally, like by default, you will have stars or connections on, on the blue background from LinkedIn. But don't be lazy. Uh, go to canva.com or whatever.com and design your own banner on the LinkedIn. And uh, you can design either something branded with your company logo or you can uh, design like any colors, even not related to company brand uh, logo and you can play with the banner as well so uh, playing with the colors uh, to make it more relaxing and cheerful and trustful uh, for the person who would open your profile and also uh, on my profile i have software development software development and i, I stated what we develop erp crm e-commerce loyalty programs web development mobile development um, so the person when uh, when he opens my profile clearly he sees uh, my photo and clearly he understand what I'm doing and under the name there is also like an ad space you know when you're opening LinkedIn uh, you have a list of people and uh, uh, you see some after uh, under the name you will see uh, an underline like a uh, short line description and normally uh, if you don't put anything uh, LinkedIn would publish uh, uh, by default your um, uh, your job uh, your job uh, designation like sales executive or sales right. manager or blah blah manager. Um, here uh, you can take an advantage and take it in a net space, uh, but also you can be creative a little bit. Uh, from my side, it's, uh, I put uh, a phrase uh, saying converting your ideas uh, into software because. Um, uh, I'm trying to uh, give a feeling that I'm not just selling and pushing my services or any products. I'm here to speak to understand your needs, what do you want to achieve, and er I will work around that in order to provide you the, to propose you any uh, solution uh, based on that. So yeah, you can uh, use it. I saw different type of, of profiles helping for example, to businesses to, to go cloud, helping to develop mobile app, e-commerce, loyalty program, we can use anything, whatever. So uh, you can push it as well because uh, people will see you not only in recommended, they will see also on people also viewed side on the right side when you open someone's profile. So you can keep it in view. Right. 
So the next step would be probably even more important than profile, I think. It's lead generation. How do you personally generate new leads? How do you approach the people? Okay. Uh, just last point regarding the profile, uh, uh, but very important in experiences. When you um, uh, normally people would put to make it uh, as a CV and I of, of course the initial idea of LinkedIn to make it as a CV but uh, if you are selling the services of your company you need to sell the company so uh, it, it is always uh, better working better uh, if you do the description of your company and what are the services and what uh, what kind of uh, tech um, stack you are working on how many people you have what kind of projects you did so something the achievements also to highlight so, uh, uh, because the person will uh, go see your photos, see, okay, your uh, whatever, like, uh, under the under your name, but also the person will see, okay, where do you work and what do you do? And he will see uh, the description of your company straight away. And uh, uh, from that also is a selling point. Right. Um, okay, so for the lead generation. Right. Um, as uh, um, to be honest, it's very useful to be a recruiter, tech recruiter as well, because normally in um, uh, um, my company name is HR Network, so in HR Network, uh, we um, normally had hunt tech talents because uh, the vacancies we are working on normally they are hard vacancies, um, so we have to really work a lot and um, in, in searching the specialists. And the and the same, it applies into sales for lead generation. So there are uh, many tools and I can later on share uh, the um, uh, link on the tools as well which you can use for the lead generation for the search especially first uh, so, uh, first of all search uh, uh, a normal one uh, would be by keyword this is the basic basic search so first of all for example I would type CEO I already know uh, which sector I'm targeting for example um, you uh, need you will need to filter uh, the search and you uh, filter by uh, country, you filter by industry. Uh, this is the sector that you are coming, uh, uh, you are targeting. And uh, uh, normally connection, it would be the second one. So um, once you filter, you start adding the people and adding, 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 adding. Uh, you can automate this process. There are uh, even on GitHub, you can find some scripts. Uh, you can open developer mode on, in your browser, normally on Google Chrome. Um, and you can add this uh, script. Um, and uh, uh, for example, um, the computer would be adding uh, everyone one by one by itself. So you can just do other stuff if you want. Um, the only thing that you will need uh, from time to time to uh, find new scripts. Also, there are some um, uh, other tools that automate, like uh, Google, Google Chrome add-ons that you can install, and uh, you can also do the same thing to automate the adding um, process. Oh. Right, here I would like to say that there is a great software called Octopus, which works perfectly. Uh -huh. It hassle-free, you just install that add-on and it works for you. It's just like uh, 10 bucks per month, so it's great. All right, yeah. so, uh, yeah. all right, next would be uh, how do you reach out to those people? So you've identified your audiences, you have mm -hmm. created this list of the people you want to reach. What do you do mm -hmm. next? 
All right. Uh, so also uh, the most frequent question I would uh, I would get about this: uh, Do I uh, personalize uh, when I uh, send a connect uh, send a request for connection? No, I don't personalize, and I try to personalize. It doesn't make any difference. So I don't waste my time. I just go boom, 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 one by one. So once uh, one by one is added, I start um, sending uh, the script. But before I send the script, I do some effort to analyze the company. So I go um, to uh, first to the website of the company. I analyze and I think what probably uh, could be interesting for them. Based on that, I adapt my uh, script. Normally, um, uh, first part is uh, uh, from the script uh, uh, is very general. Hello, my name is Julia. I'm um, I'm sales executive at IT Fact. We are the French uh, uh, software development company in Dubai. I wanted to ask and. Uh, for example, have you thought of developing an um, uh, e-commerce um, e platform linked uh, with your CRM and uh, loyalty program, um, for example? And uh, if we are talking about any retail or hospitality company, so um, and then the uh, guy girl would uh, reply back to me that yes no not interested but even when not interested i still to open the conversation but not interested at all or for example have you, i have you already planned it to, to do it later or have you already started to work on it so something like that to open a discussion and uh, uh, and after that i uh, i go uh, i go along with the conversation based on the answer right so here is a great follow-up question i've done that pretty often too so i'm in some sales through LinkedIn, but uh, most of the people who are connecting to me, they just do not respond to my follow-up messages. What do you do then if they're just silent? I had this uh, issue when I uh, didn't work on my profile. When I redesigned my profile, LinkedIn profile, I had a better responses. So I tried to have a profile to work from a profile of my general manager. Her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, because he's a guy. So I thought maybe for guy, guys to guys, they uh, reply better. But uh, uh, not, not the thing. Uh, but uh, still, for example, for HR network, uh, we play this game with my business partner. So for him, for example, someone will not respond and he would transfer to me uh, this lead to try to approach so when I'm approaching uh, uh, the lead would um, re uh, reply and vice versa so someone is not replying to me I uh, transfer to my business partner and he will try to approach I try to uh, work from different profiles so also another thing I'm contacting not only through LinkedIn but I would uh, use for example uh, like uh, uh, search tools to find email uh, social network um, I'm not touching unless for HR recruitment for recruitment companies um, for recruitment company um, sometimes if we want to reach the guy badly we uh, even knock the Facebook and sometimes the guy would say like hey like are you crazy guys like uh, Facebook <laughs> is just for 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 fun this is not for work it's not for business or or sometimes someone would be angry like you were knocking uh, everywhere like are you normal like if i'm not replying meaning i'm not interested in so in that case you uh, you can reply that uh, i was just worried uh, is everything okay because you were not replying anyway <laughs> <laughs> so you need some help yeah, and uh, tr just uh, in this type of situation, just trying to, to make a joke and yeah. 
it happened to us, but um, joking is always a key. Right. Yeah. Now with the coronavirus out there, it's pretty easy to make a joke out of this. Uh, so you mentioned Correct. that sometimes you use tools, some tools to find out what the email is. Can you name the tools? Yes. Rocket search. Uh-huh. Uh, one of there are uh, different also uh, because uh, different tools are working for different markets. I do believe uh, so. Rocket search would uh, work. Uh, Zoom and four w- would work for the Western probably. UAE is working like GCC countries. Uh, there is Boolean search. It's like a add uh, uh, Google uh, Chrome add-on, and it would work for uh, Eastern Europe, for example. Um, uh, you just need to try different. Depends on which uh, country you are targeting. Right. So uh, as an American, I mean, not quite American, but I live in the U.S. And I personally use SalesQL. It's a pretty pretty good add-on and it has some uh, free limitations. So you can use like for 100 profiles, you can use it for free. So good thing to oh. start off. Um, so let's say that he or she finally replies to you. But Mm -hmm. he or she says, no, I do not need this. What do you do then? Mm -hmm. So I'm asking, as I I said, so uh, you don't need um, I I always say something. First of all, this is very important. Like, I don't see, okay, guys, uh, guy said yes. And or guy said no, and I will leave him. No, never. Because Mm -hmm. he can say no now, but he can come back to you later. And this has happened to me a few times. So uh, I, I start uh, still uh, to to understand why no. For example, uh, if uh, you're working on something else, or this is not a priority, or uh, maybe you want to, uh, uh, wh- where is your focus now? And the guy will say, right now we are okay, business is great, we don't want to do anything most of the time, it's not the case. So he would say, like, <laughs> uh, uh, what is his pain point? And from that, I will uh, try to open a discussion. Have you thought about RPA, for example, to reduce your course for the automating some routine processes and blah 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 uh, but still if it is uh, no no then i would say okay i hope that uh, uh, my contact will be useful handy for you in the future anyway let's stay in touch and uh, from time to time i would knock from time to time i would uh, ask uh, whether he would uh, like to to know what are we working on what kind of concepts maybe get inspired from something and uh, sometimes it happens to me when the people they are coming back they say like oh Yulia, we actually thought about developing a mobile app uh, and uh, we are now in brainstorming can we develop this feature or something like that and i would respond and this is how you start maybe from no you can open a a long-term deal like after the long term right so uh here we would just organically go into the question of importance of follow-ups and upselling can you tell Mm -hmm. a little bit about that yes so uh, this is where we come uh, to follow-ups and selling well when i close the deal uh, still i'm trying to sell more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for example, uh, because uh, as I already have a casual and friendly conversation with my lead uh, and they are already feeling comfortable with me and they have already my trust. So I start asking, have you thought of uh, how about adding this feature or have you thought about that? So definitely I do some job behind that. I do some research to see what kind of value. I also sit down with our programmers. I sit down with our um, operations team to brainstorm what kind of other features we could 
probably um, uh, suggest and how we could improve the process of the customer. So really to add something valuable. And then based on that, I come back to the customer trying to plan some ideas, spark some interest and show the uh, value. Sometimes we would need to uh, even count the ROI, but it's a very, very uh, rare situation. But sometimes we also do that. Like in Excel sheet, we have to uh, work out some numbers uh, about to show how much it will cost, but how much you will save at the end uh, for developing, for example, to for integrating the e-commerce platform with CRM or ERP or any whatever. And this is number one. And uh, number two, uh, normally like um, uh, when we get the deal for the development, uh, normally we already, uh, as I'm trying to do the upselling and the customer is interested in, uh, we would uh, make a, a draft plan for the phase two, three, five, four, five, whatever phase. And uh, uh, so I do the follow up about that uh, as long as our development is going. So I keep an eye on that, although I'm sales and normally not involved in the project management. But uh, from time to time, I'm, I'm doing my checking points and uh, keep communicating with the customer in order to check. OK, how what do you think about when do you uh, plan the phase two? Because phase two will uh, will take this amount of time to develop. If you want to catch the season or to catch this period, we should start by then for example so uh let's move on then <laughs> i would i was really curious so linkedin is great but what about other tools that you're using to generate more leads to uh, contact more people do you use cold emailing cold calling some some like robust stuff like that uh, cold calls, to be honest, I don't do in a very rare situation unless the lead from LinkedIn gave me his phone number and says, okay, call, let's uh, have a call at this time. Yes, I will do the call uh, to get an appointment. But uh, here I tried cold calls. It's, it doesn't work, for example, because uh, you know, mainly I'm reaching out the top guys and they are always from back to uh, back to back meetings. And normally I would always hear, no, I'm busy or stressed on anything. And uh, secondly, cold calls, I do believe they're not working today or it's not working with me because I'm uh, I might call in the wrong timing uh, right. so maybe he or she uh, got quarreled with the wife or with uh, with husband and so on uh, so uh, I try to do emails called emails yes this is something I do and they started to use Instagram as well because on Instagram I, I can see the sponsored ads and sometimes especially small companies is, uh, when they are starting they don't have I can't find them on LinkedIn. I can't find them anywhere. So I send a direct message on Instagram and uh, it worked. Uh, I'm expecting to sign it all with one restaurant. But due to coronavirus now, it's under the big question. Um, so, but uh, through emails as well, I did the, uh, I closed the deal with one big group uh, here in UAE, hospitality and restaurant group. So through cold calls, uh, cold emails, but uh, the efforts you uh, I do for cold emails uh, much higher rather than the efforts I do on LinkedIn. Right. Yeah, that's true. Cold calls are way too stressful. Uh, <laughs> okay, so calls, they're not stressful, so I, I don't give. I don't really care about the stress, uh, like because I I have nothing to lose, so I'm not scared <laughs> if someone will Fearless. be yelling at me. Yes, correct. So. 
Yes. Because I'm not tell, uh, taking it personally. The, the guy was yelling at someone, at salesperson who was calling him in the wrong time, not at me personally. <laughs> I once, just like some uh, personal experience here, I was uh, starting my own company a while ago. And as a part of our sales cycle, we're going around restaurants and collecting their feedback, etc. Mm -hmm. Pretending that we're doing that. But while we're doing that, we're trying to upsell. And one guy called me just a white kid who has nothing to do. And I'm like, oh shit, that's really offensive. So yeah, now I have really like PTSD on that. I cannot do that stuff anymore. Anyways, we have a question from the audience. Um, what are the major problems you or others encounter in selling to larger companies? So he's also saying uh, larger companies often require vendors to be approved before internal groups can choose them as a vendor. Um, okay, uh, let me uh, uh, remember, uh, we didn't have this type of uh, problem. Oh, of course, there is a procurement process, but large groups, no, we didn't face it. Um, uh, of course, we had to, but uh, the thing is, uh, uh, when you do the very strong connection, as long as it's not the governmental company, uh, it's a, a private or semi-private, as long as you do the strong connection and uh, they do the process uh, like uh, RFQ process, of course, uh, in procurement, they have to collect three offers and uh, choose the best one in terms of the price and the quality. So price would not be the only parameter to uh, take a decision uh, about uh, and the price. And uh, as long as they uh, selected your proposal, uh, they will um, be interested in order to accelerate the process of registration as a vendor. That's, that's a good answer. Okay, I think no more questions here. We will wrap it up here then. Thanks, Yuli, a lot for sharing us with us. That was really precise, straight on the point. Loved it. All the um, tools that we mentioned today will going to be on the description of this episode. And you can check them out. Hopefully, you'll find oh. something helpful. Yeah, Constantine, it uh, was a pleasure too, but just uh, revised about one uh, point. Sure. Um, uh, so the major problem, uh, I would say that when we don't have an expertise, uh, expertise uh, in the uh, uh, certain fields, for example, we don't have um, e expertise uh, working with hospitals and uh, one time we lost the deal just because we didn't have uh, we didn't develop anything for hospitals before and uh, we applied uh, we sent our proposal for uh, autism center and everyone liked our proposal presentation was sure uh, that uh, we will deliver what we propose but uh, the top top management of the big group uh, they decided to go with the company uh, even the price was higher uh, but they had uh, just the expertise and experience in developing the apps for the hospitals. So this is could be the major problem, I think. Right. Just have experience before approaching mm -hmm. a huge group. All right. Yep. Here we'll wrap it up. Thanks again. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good Bye. day, everyone, guys. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. the end of the episode? Nope, not yet. In these uncertain times when a weird virus is spinning out of control and investors are trying to figure out where to put their money and not to lose it all, I have an answer. Invest in human capital. I will be among the first 10 people to participate in something called human IPO. So shortly about how it works.
You can buy futures on my time now when it costs just $100 per hour. And when I become Mark Zuckerberg 2.0 and my time is worth $1,000 per hour, you can sell it or redeem it either making 10x return or bringing me to your firm as an advisor or speaker for a few hours. My offering is not live yet, so now you can only subscribe to my updates. But please do so and become the first one to buy my time when my offering goes live. To sum it up, in dark days, buy time, not toilet paper, and your money won't be flushed into the toilet. I'll leave a link to my profile on Human IPO in the description of this episode, and thanks again for listening to Fundraising Radio.